Hello, this is Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you again with Sharing the Word of God. Today we're going to be coming out of the book of Nahum, and we're going to be reading from uh, Nahum chapter 1, verses 1 through 7. And it reads like this, The Burden of Nineveh, the book of the vision of Nahum the Eschalcite. God is jealous, and the Lord revengeth. The Lord revengeth and is furious. The Lord will take vengeance on his adversaries, and he reserveth wrath for his enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power, and will not at all acquit the wicked. The Lord hath his way in the whirlwind, in the storm, and the clouds are the dust of his feet. He rebuketh the sea, and maketh it dry, and drieth up all the rivers of Bashan, languish, and caramel, and the flower of Lebanon languish. The mountains quake at him, and the hills melt, and the earth is burned at his presence, yea, the world, and all that dwell therein. Who can stand before his indignation? Who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? His fury is poured out like fire, and the rocks are thrown down by him. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knoweth them that trust in him. Amen. And from these passages of scriptures, we're going to be talking about remain in God. Remain in God. Amen. Amen. So I I recently was able to see a video of a mother feeding her baby and the I think the title of the video is um baby eating broccoli for the first time and it says hilarious so I watched the video and so the mother the baby's there eating and so the mother gets some broccoli and feeds the mashed up broccoli to the baby the baby is normal, puts the food in his mouth that the mother has offered him on the spoon. and But soon thereafter, the baby gets it in, he swallows it, and he begins to make that sound that we make when we're about to vomit. He's going, eh, eh, eh. And when you look at the video, it's funny when you first see it. But I looked at the baby, and I'm like, I like broccoli, but there are some things that I don't like to eat that make me want to do the same as the baby and vomit it back up. In the book of Nahum, we find where there is a people, the Ninevites, who had been talked about earlier in the book of Jonah. And we see a story where this is at least 100 years later. We find that God had stretched out his hand before and had put the burden on the prophet Jonah to go and to preach to the Ninevites that he wanted them to change from their wicked ways. And so Jonah was the prophet of God who was reluctant to go and preach because there was a problem that Jonah had with the Ninevites being under 
the Syrians, Assyrians, and, and being an Assyrian nation, that he did not want to go and preach to them because there was a problem between them and Israel and the people of Israel didn't really like the Assyrians, but God had commissioned Jonah to go and speak to them. And when he did go and he spoke to them and told them about the common destruction of the Lord because they would not change, Jonah was reluctant to do it. And you know the story, but he eventually did it after being swallowed up in the belly of a whale and running from God and not wanting to do it. Jonah did go and preach the gospel uh, speaks the word of God unto the Ninevites. And at the hearing of the word of God that the Lord was going to come and destroy Nineveh, after Jonah had prophesied to them and preached that word of God to him exactly as God had told him to do, then the Ninevites repented. The king repented. They put on sackcloth and ashes and called for a fast, and all the people turned from their wicked ways. But here in the book of Nahum, we find, as in the book of Proverbs says in Proverbs 26 and 11, we have a people now that, though they had repented at the preaching of Jonah, they've turned now. They've turned back to their wicked ways. Proverbs 26, 11 says, As a dog returns to its vomit, so fools repent, repeat their folly. So we see that there's another prophet that's sent. And this prophet is the prophet Nahum. 2 Peter 2 and 22 tells us, but it hap- but it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. The dog is turned to his own vomit again, and the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. So the words of the prophet Jonah, though preached at that time, had made a change in the people for the season. But here we find in the book of Nahum, that the people had turned back to their wicked ways. And God was not pleased. God was not pleased. So Nineveh, it was the capital city of Assyria. And people admired Nineveh. And people wanted to be like Nineveh. Nineveh was a beautiful city. And everyone wanted to be like them. But nobody wanted to be under the Assyrians because the Assyrians had made their way with going in and they would be your friends and feign being friends or be friends with you for a little while when you would make alliances with them. But they were notorious for building their wealth by taking from other nations. So they were uh, going in and taking over countries. But the sin that was in them, they worshiped idol gods in Nineveh. And so the sin that was in them, the stench of their idol worship, the stench of all the sin that was before them, and because they had rebelled against the preaching of the prophet Jonah, the stench of what they were doing had now come up in the nostrils of God. And so now God is going to deal with Nineveh 
once again. Once before, he was going to deal with them, and they repented, and God relented of what they were going to, what he was going to do, because they changed. But this time, in the book of Nahum, Nineveh is sinning again, and Nineveh will not change. Uh, so it is that because they won't change, the Lord is going to, it says, revenge. And so when he's speaking about the revenge, he's talking about, too, because Israel, he had used the Assyrians at one time for whenever he wants to bring about uh, correction. But he's going to go this time, though, and he's going to um, deal with the Ninevites once more. And again, because they are sinning against the Lord. Nahum says that God is a God of who is jealous. He wants no other gods before him. It says that he's furious. And a lot of times in life, we look at things and we look at situations and we say, even in our time now, we say, God, when are you going to do something about this? When will you do something about the things that are happening in our society. We have racism in our society. We have COVID-19 right now in our society. And God has been calling even on us to turn back from our wicked ways and to repent before him. But it says in the book of Nahum, That God has seen this. He's seen the wickedness that's coming up before his eyes. And he's going to do vengeance. He's mad. And he's going to take vengeance out on the adversaries of God. He's reserved his wrath for his enemies. And when a person has wrath, that's strong anger. When a person is furious, that's stronger than just being mad. And so the Bible says that it is a scary things to fall into the hands of an angry God. So Nahum has to prophesy against Nineveh. The characteristics of the Lord, even with us. Nahum says in the third verse of Nahum chapter 1 he says the Lord is slow to anger and then he goes on to describe the attributes of God and it says that he is great in power so I wonder how it is that with the Ninevites and even with us today how it is that they could do some things before the presence of the Lord and wonder how they would get away with it And then even we can do things uh, in the presence of the Lord. Sometimes even with us, we uh, will say one thing and then we'll turn around and we'll do another. And then because we don't see any type of judgment come against us, we think that it's all right. But there's a day coming. The Lord is slow to anger. But if we keep on sinning and we keep on turning our back on God, and we keep on walking in the ways of this world, then judgment will come. 
Because that stench, that iniquity, that sin, that rebellion that we are doing in God's presence, it's going to come back up one day. And then God is going to rise and God is going to get tired of it. And then judgment is going to come. So he's given his people chance to change. He says the Lord have his way and he's not going to quit the wicked. So once time is up, time is going to be up. Time is going to be up for the Ninevites here. Time one day will be up for you and I. For when are we going to turn and when are we going to stay with the Lord? When will we give our hearts totally to him? And he's sending out messengers now. He's sending out preachers to preach the word of God, evangelists, and the pastors are teaching in the churches. He's sending us out in the streets. People are standing on the street corners declaring what thus saith the Lord. People are preaching on YouTube and on Twitter and podcast and newsletters. So the gospel is being preached and it's going out over the airways all across the world. But the question is, will people heed the voice that's going out as it had gone out to the Ninevites? And now here it is a hundred years later. And Nahum the prophet is now prophesying against the Ninevites. Uh, that God is going to come in and destroy Nineveh, the Assyrians' nation, because they won't repent of evil. So it seems that in this hundred-year time span between Jonah and the book of Nahum, that prosperity had come to the people. Seems like They continued to flourish. And so now they're at a point where the nation is industrious. Where Nineveh, the city Nineveh is industrious. The Assyrians are industrious. They are powerful. The land is beautiful. But God has a rebuke for them because of their wicked ways. God will have a rebuke for us because of our wicked ways. Here it is, even with us, our country. We've been the land of the free, they say, and the home of the brave. But now, just like anybody else, the coronavirus has affected our nation greater, greater than we ever would have thought. The coronavirus is doing things, an invisible enemy that you can't see, that you can't run from, uh, much like you can't run from God's presence. And so it is that we need the Lord to protect us and to help us and to guide us. And are we like a flourishing land of Nineveh that has repented at some things, but then turned around back and went back to evil ways. God wants to bring about a change. He wanted to bring about that change in Nineveh, but they had reached the brink of when they have just done too much before the Lord. Nahum says that 
God has his way in a whirlwind. And we know when a whirlwind comes and destruction can come with a whirlwind, we know it as a tornado. It says he's got his way in the storm. When a storm comes and it can bring about floods, it can bring about down trees. We're talking about destruction. We're talking about the vengeance, the anger of the Lord. Who is it that man can go up against God? How is it that the Ninevites thought that they could repent at the preaching of Jonah? How is it that we think that we can take the word of God when Jesus has come and died on the cross for your sins and he's died on the cross for my sins? How is it uh, that we think that we can turn from our God? How is it that we will put his blood, Jesus's blood to an open shame and do what we want to do after that we've known God? How is it that after we have known God and heard the word of God preached to us, that we be like the Ninevites and we go back and eat the vomit that we once came out of, how he brought us up out of the miry clay and then he put us on a solid foundation. How is it that we go back to eating vomit? How is it that we go back to the ways of the world? How is it that Nineveh did it? Is it that we get caught up in prestige and we get caught up in power? Could it be that we get caught up in money? Could it be that we get caught up in popularity and in our beauty? Could it be that we just think that because nothing has happened to us before and we sin a little bit and nothing happens to us, that God is going to be pleased with the sin that we are doing, that it's okay because I didn't get struck down by a lightning bolt or swift destruction didn't come on me. Could it be that we just do a little bit of sin and just get a little bit more and nothing happens and a little bit more and nothing happens and a little bit more and nothing happens. So we think that what we do is okay with God, but it's not. Nahum says that he rebukes the sea. So this is who our God is. Our God can rebuke the sea. Just like he made the Israelites be able to cross over on dry land through the Red Sea. The mountains quake at him. So it's as though all of creation responds back to God, but man doesn't want to respond back to God. Man wants to do his own thing. We've all been there. I've been there. We all have to know that it's God who gives us the ability to make a choice, but the earth does not choose. The earth cannot choose. The earth created by God has to respond to the mind of God. The earth turns because of God. The sun comes up because of God. The rain falls because of God. 
Everything in the earth responds to God when God initiates and God calls. And so, but man, the man wants to make his own choices. It says, who can stand before his indignation is what Nahum says. Who can stand before his indignation? And so he compares the greatness of our God. Who can abide in the fierceness of his anger? Nahum speaks in verse number six. His fury is poured out like fire and the rocks are thrown down by him. So the Assyrians didn't want to change, didn't want to turn, didn't want to come out of their wicked ways. But the Lord is sending the prophet Nahum with a word to Nineveh. Because Nineveh, your days are numbered and you have done too much in the presence of the Lord. You have done too much. You drunk wine and you're drunk. You clustered together like thorns stuck together. But there's going to come a reckoning to you, Nineveh, because you don't want to do what thus saith the Lord. Nahum even refers and makes reference to in verse number 11 in chapter 1, and you really need to go and read all of the book of Nahum. It's a short book. But he references in verse number 11 that there was one out of thee that imagineth evil against the Lord, a wicked counselor. And it doesn't specifically say who it is in the Bible in this verse. But in the uh, book of Second, Second Kings, there's a story of how it was in the 18th chapter that King Hezekiah had a dealing with an Assyrian king. And this is just to tell you about how it is that the Assyrians were so hated. There was a king in uh, 2 Kings chapter 18 by the name of Shennacherib. And Shennacherib, an Assyrian king, an Assyrian king, was going on, like I mentioned before, and taking the countries, taking land from the people. He sends a word to King Hezekiah, and King Hezekiah served the Lord. And he speaks against, Shennacherib sends a message, and he speaks up to Hezekiah, and he talks about who can save you. And the message says that don't let, don't let King Hezekiah fool you speaking to Israel, because Shennacherib, king of Assyria, he was lifted up in pride. And he knew that he before had, was able to pillage lands and take lands and take over countries. So he's sending this word to King Hezekiah. And he wants to know who's going to stop him. You know how somebody gets very prideful and they want to know uh, who going to, they say in... Uh, Housewives of, of Atlanta, uh, who gonna stop me, boo? 
So that was the attitude that Shennacherib had when it came to Israel. Shennacherib wanted to know, who gonna check me, boo? So he's, in other words, this Assyrian king whose attitude was this. And many times when you have an attitude, when you're a leader, the people under you will take on that same, that very same attitude. And so it was that he was here and he sent in a message to Hezekiah that your God is not going to save you. And then he sent a message saying that, uh, telling the people, don't let King Hezekiah fool you because your God can't save you. Because look what happened to the other folks. Look what their gods did. And look how I took over them is the way the Assyrian king, Shennacherib, was acting. But what ended up happening was there was a word that came from another prophet. And it was from the prophet Isaiah. And Isaiah, he had a word for uh, King Hezekiah. And he told him not to worry about it because the Lord was going to handle the matter. He said, don't worry about it because God would deal with King Shennacherib. The Lord was going to send King Shennacherib right on back the same way he came was the way he was going to go out. And so it was that Shennacherib, he sent another message uh, unto uh, King Hezekiah. And so the next time he sent a message to Hezekiah, he still was blaspheming up against the Lord. And this time Hezekiah went and prayed. And he prayed unto the Lord that the Lord would hear his prayer. That the hand of the Lord would save Judah from the Assyrian king. And so when he prayed this time again, the prophet Isaiah, he sent a word. And he told him, he told him not to worry. Because the Lord had heard his prayers in in. Second Kings in 19 verse 28, Isaiah assures King Hezekiah, he's talking about the Assyrians and the Assyrians, he said, don't worry, he told him, don't worry about Shennacherib because God's going to put a hook in his nose and his bridle in his lips. And he says he's going to turn him back the way that he came. So the prophetic word that Isaiah had, that prophetic word that King Isaiah had, when somebody's bothering you and you know that you're walking with the Lord and you know that you are trying to do what thus saith the Lord, then God will put a hook in their nose, a bridle in their lips, And God can send them back the very same way that they came. So the long story made short was when 
Shanachareb was out coming up against people. And he was still doing the same thing that he was doing before, taking over nations. And he's selling wolf tickets. And he's up here saying, who going to check me, boo? Then the Lord goes down and sends an angel into one of the places where Shanachareb was, the king of Assyria. And it says that in Kings 19, he says in verse 32, Therefore, thus saith the Lord concerning the king of Assyria, he shall not come into this city, talking about Jerusalem, nor shoot an arrow there, nor come before it with a shield, nor cast a bank against it. He says, for I will defend the city to save it for mine own sake. Skip down to verse 34 and for my servant David. And this is the hand of the Lord against the against the Assyrians. And God knows who's his. God knows if you heals and God knows if you not heals. But God's going to protect what's his. Uh, sometimes we say, Lord, it sure do seem like it's taking a long time. But God is going to have vengeance when God chooses the appointed time. But you can trust on it. And you can take that check to the bank. That vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. So the Bible declares that with Shennacherib, this Assyrian king, And like I said, it doesn't mention in Nahum if this is specifically the one, the counselor who was evil that he referred to in Nahum chapter 1 verse 11. But it's the example of the heart of an Assyrian king who has no regard for God who has no respect for God Almighty, who says that he's done it before and who's going to stop him. So in other words, Shennacherib is saying to God, who going to check me, boo? And the stench of how the Ninevites have been living has come up to the nostrils of God. And so I give you this example of how a king... uh, was was obstinate against our God. So he says that in this is what the Lord did. And you know that God will fight your battles for you. Sometimes you just got to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. So we see the story of the Assyrian king. And this is what happened in 2 Kings, that 19th chapter. This is what it says that happened to him. It says that when he was out about to do his thing, he was out in, in battle against another. It says in the 35th verse of chapter 19 of 2 Kings, it says, And it came to pass that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote in the camp of the Assyrians a hundred and four score and five thousand. And when they arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. Uh, 
Uh, so they had the army of the Assyrians was killed by the angel of the Lord. Hey, when God gets ready to arise and God gets tired of a situation, uh, God will go in and God will fight the battle. All we got to do is just remain with God. I want to know how many of you listening to me through trials and through tribulations, through heartaches and through problems, through issues and circumstances, how many are remaining with the Lord? He says, so when Shennacherib saw this, verse 36, it says, Shennacherib, the king of Assyria, departed and went and returned and dwelt in Nineveh. But when he got back to Nineveh, guess what? He went in to serve his God and to worship his God, Nishrach. And then his own sons came in to where he was in a temple worshiping a false God and they killed their own father. The prophetic word that Isaiah had for King Hezekiah that Janacharib would not come into Jerusalem. He wouldn't touch him. It came to pass. So here we are. And I give that example to show you the evilness that was happening under the Assyrians at the time. But the Lord says that he is good. The Lord says he is good. He's a stronghold in the day of trouble. That's the first in the first chapter of Nahum. And so it is. He says the Lord is good. A stronghold in the day of trouble. And he knoweth them that trust in him. He knows them that are abiding in the word. He knows them that are looking up at God. He knows them that says Lord. I will make my bed with you, Lord. I will pick up my cross and I will follow you. Lord, I need the blood of Jesus to cleanse me from my sins. Uh, Lord, I believe that Jesus died on the cross, Lord. And I believe, God, that there is a cross for me to bear. Lord, I believe that you are my God. Lord, I believe, God, that you are the one who is the way maker. Yes, Lord, I believe. And so, God, I'm going to remain in you. Lord, I'm going to walk with you. God, I'm going to talk with you. And, Lord, I believe who you are. He says that the Lord is good. He says that the Lord is good. He says that the Lord is good, Nahum declares. He is a stronghold in the day of trouble. He's somebody that we can hang on to. He's somebody that's got us under the shadow of his wings. Uh, he's got us right now in the palm of his hand. Even in 20 and 21, our God is a consuming fire. Our God is a fortress. A mighty protector is our God. And when we remain in him, a mighty fortress is our God. 
Hey, he causes us to be able to build on a solid foundation when we remain in God. He causes our enemies to be under our feet when we remain in God. He'll make our enemies run from us. When we resist Satan, he'll make him flee when we remain in God. The word, it will not return void. It is sent out to do, it will do. What is sent out to do, it will do. God's word never returns back void. Know that it's a two-edged sword that can cut from the left to the right. It cuts between the marrow and it cuts between the bone. So which side you going to remain on? Are you going to be like the Ninevites who were given a chance to repent and repented at the preaching of Jonah? But here it is later, a hundred years later, at Nahum, he's prophesying that the Lord is going to come in and destroy Nineveh. Because Nineveh will not repent. Nineveh will not remain with God. Oh, God, Nineveh won't repent. But God, we have opportunity to repent. God has given us this word. God has given us the word of God. God has given us his word and his word never changes. God has sent us Jesus Christ to preach the word of God. God has given us the 12 apostles who have written books in the Bible. God has given us apostles. God gave to us now pastors. He's given us prophets. He's given us evangelists, teachers, for all for the equipping of the saints. So once we know God, are we going to turn back to our old wicked ways? Those of you who don't know God, the word is going forth. He wants you. God wants to save you. But we're on a time schedule of God. Oh, God is going to come back and time is winding up. And we don't want to be preached to about time winding up. We don't want to be preached to no more about uh, there's a hell that there is a coming of the Lord. We want to hear about prosperity and that is our heritage in the Lord prosperity when we serve him. But there's more to God than just getting the hand of God and to being blessed. There is a side of God that you got to serve him, that you need to remain in God. So if God were to come and knock, on your door if God was knocking on your door and God is knocking trying to get into your heart what is God coming up against is he coming up against rebellion that you don't want him is he coming up against just like with Nineveh when he sent Jonah he's knocking at your door and at your heart what is God coming up against when he's trying to get to you and I God's given us that chance to return. The Holy Ghost in his believers, the Christ, that hope of glory. Holy Ghost will speak to you when we're doing wrong and tell us to repent. 
remain in God. Holy Ghost, God is calling some of you who are not saved. Jesus is knocking at the door. God is preparing your heart. God wants you to come to him. Come to him while he may be found. He wants to be your savior. And I'm speaking to those of you who who may have turned back from God during this pandemic. Those of you who may have have not even known God before the pandemic, may not have known Jesus. He wants to save your soul. So hold fast to the word of God. He wants to make a way out of no way for you. And God wants to give you peace and comfort in this time. In the name of Jesus, will you remain in God? All the Ninevites will be destroyed. And they would be destroyed from the earth because they would not repent. That was a prophetic word that was given to Nahum. And so their destruction would come because they would not repent of evil. The word of the Lord is going forth out of my mouth today. The word of God has gone forth out of the mouths of many preachers today. The word of God is going out of the mouth of fellow Christians, whether they are uh, pastors or preachers or evangelists with that uh, in the fivefold ministry gifts. The word of God is going out. Will you hear? Will you remain in God? Will you accept Jesus Christ as personal Savior and then walk this out all the days of your life here on earth? Or will you be like Nineveh, who had the opportunity to repent, who repented for a season, but went back to their old ways? Will you be the one who won't go back to wallowing in the mire? Will you be the one who won't go back and eat vomit and you will remain with God, remain with God's word? Will you be the one who won't have a heart like Shanachareb and say, who going to check me, boo? Because there is a God. Will you be the one who will remain with God? Amen. Will you remain with God? Amen. Remain with God. Don't turn your back on him. It may be hard, but if you just keep walking with God, you will be all right. You will be all right. It may not be easy, but you will be all right. Amen. For those of you today who don't know the Lord and you feel like you need an answer, It's got to be more to life than what you have. Then pray this simple prayer with me. Father, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, that he died on the cross, and he shed his blood for the remission of my sins. Please forgive me. Wash me with your blood, and I accept Jesus as my personal Savior and the Lord of my life. Amen. And if you meant that prayer, it's as simple as that. The Lord will be your Savior. 
connect with a church. If you can find a church that's open during this pandemic, or if you can listen to podcasts or watch the preachers or connect with my ministry or any ministry out here, then connect with ministry because you need the word of God. Those of you who've heard this word remain in God. Amen. Remain in God. God will work things out for us even when we thought things weren't going to work out. Our God, he is good. So we believe God and we thank him for this word. We thank God for our pastors all across the nation. We thank God for our leaders. And we thank God for you, the listener. And we just pray that we all remain in God. This has been Evangelist Valerie Laurie coming to you again with sharing the word of God. Until we can meet again, be blessed. Bye-bye.